This is the Rogue Pod, and today we have a very, very special show. As you all know, Lamar Jackson signed his contract today, and he also had his press conference. But that is not the special news. No, no, no. The special news is my co-host is going to leave the show. So how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. How are you? I'm well. I'm well. Thank you for being here. I got sort of a, you know sore throat. So I'm gonna try to keep my words to a minimum. You know, I'm gonna let you take over, run things, you know, you talk about what you want to talk about. There are some designated topics that I have lined up. But you know, just go with the flow. You, you, you know how to do it. Oh, You're if you leave it up to me, we're just gonna talk about everything. We're gonna talk about how we feel about Lamar, how we feel about this upcoming season. We're gonna talk about how we feel about away pause. We're, we're just gonna talk about everything. We're gonna talk about it all. So if you leave it up to me, it's gonna be a fantastic time. Did you did you just say OA pause? Yeah. Why did you pause OA? I just wanted to take a moment to make sure that there was not going to be any slander for OA tonight. I was in the stream earlier and a particular someone, if you happen to be in here, you know who you are, chose violence today and chose OA to be the topic of a discussion in a not so nice way. So that's why I said pause. So what you're trying to explain to me is with all the abundance of good news going on in the Ravens community, somebody took the time to start, finish, just even have a discussion about a nondescript player that has no bearing on this team going into 2023. That's factually incorrect on many levels, but I won't take too much time right now, but I will just say I'm the one that brought up OA in the chat and the response to me initiating the conversation about OA was not well received by a certain someone. So that's how it happened. So in essence, you chose violence. No, I chose to speak about a player who I believe is coming out of a sophomore slump and who is going to improve. We need to talk about Lamar. That's where we're starting. That's okay. that's the that's the nucleus here. We can just have like a little short segment later. Okay, I just I'm just trying to figure out how with all of this amazing news today, you decided to part your lips and want to talk about OA. I, I I'm not getting that. But let's jump into this content. But let's see who we have here first. Okay. <sighs> My man Jared Green. Let's go. Jared, we are we are birthday twins. You put in a stream, I guess, a month or two ago, your birthday. I think it was a Hanging with Hendo episode. And I said, oh, my gosh, I share a birthday. So that's awesome, Jared. And you are also the first person in here. Second person in here is slipping. He used to be on top of his game and was always the first person in everyone's stream. These last few weeks, ever since he became this big YouTube star, you know what I mean? I don't know. He, he, you know, fame got to his head. 
it started to get inflated. We hear from him less and less in the Discord. Oh. And he's doing other things. But, you know, I get it. It's okay. But make sure you check out Brandon Bazell's channel. Also, make sure you go check out Jared Green, especially if you love Southern sports. He and his peeps, they give you a lot of knowledge on a lot of things. Also, we got Matt D in the house. He said mm -hmm. going live in five. What's going on? Abdi Hassan, how you hi. feeling tonight? I'm sorry. Did you want to say something? I was just saying hi. Oh, okay. Mr. J to six. Yes. I'm glad. That's the one. <laughs> All of a sudden, I get the legendary notification. Listen, that, that's the one that had the always slander. I find that very hard to believe because, to, truth be told, Mr. J the six is one of the nicest people and he is one of the most positive people in the discords. Anytime there's bad news, he always looks toward the positive. He tries to make light of all situations. Now, you know, he, he has certain smart things to say when it comes to his Lakers and other teams. But aside from that, pretty good dude. So I can't believe that he's out here slandering no way. I mean, that's oh, why I said pause. That's why I said pause early because I had a feeling it was heading in that direction. So let's, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to challenge Mr. J the Six. So if we follow uh, Hendo's logic that you are the positive soul in the chat and you are the one who always has something nice to say or a positive spin on things. Mr. J the six, would you, if you, if you don't mind, go ahead and leave in the, a comment in the chat and tell us something positive about Owen. Yes, please do. Also, we got keep that same energy podcast with Justin P in the house. He says, my guy Hendo, nothing but love and respect for you, big bro. Keep up the outstanding work. 1700 subs is amazing. It is. I feel awesome. And make sure you check out Justin P as well. Actually, I was just looking at your live stream that you just concluded. So make sure y'all jump on over there and check that out. Um, I just got one question for you, Justin. I was about to hit you up on Twitter and ask you, are you trying to mimic Aaliyah? Like, are you trying to get that Aaliyah thing going? Because, you know, Aaliyah's mother, if you don't know, told her about an old saying. I can't remember who she was, but she would wear her hair over covering half her face for intrigue and mystery. So I'm just wondering, is Justin, are you doing the same thing with your microphone? Like, do you have your, half your face covered for intrigue and mystery so people can wonder? I mean, if not, that may be a pretty good tactic to draw people in and get them wondering. But thanks for stopping by. Living big with Big Reg. What's good, everybody? What's good with you, homie? Big prayers out to my guy. Like, big prayers out. That's all I'm going to say, but you already know. You know what I'm saying? We got your back, especially if you need us. Like, this rogue family is a real family. This isn't no YouTube stuff. This isn't just for social media. Like, yeah, we got this. Appreciate you, though. Bazel says, one step closer to starting her own channel. <laughs> we keep pulling. We keep pulling. But no, no. So, so what happened? So what happened to what happened to the Yolanda B. Bazel channel? Oh, you have to talk to Brandon about that. You know, he hasn't sent me any links to join his show. He hasn't asked me to join the show. I don't I don't just go and intrude on people's channel. That's that's improper and that's impermissible. So no, the day that Brandon invites me, if I'm available, then you know, there you go. Okay. Truth bearer, thank you for stopping by. I appreciate you. Mr. J the six, I'm not gonna pull it up, but Mr. J the six says it's no way in Hades. I'm gonna stop slandering that man until we start seeing results. I think that's a fair, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. I didn't that wasn't your statement earlier. Now we're backpedaling. We, okay, we shouldn't do that. You didn't say Mr. J was fair. Your statements were 
Mr. J is the positive one. Mr. J is the one who's always in the discord thinking or, you know, putting a positive spin or on something and speaking positive things. That was your statement. You didn't say Mr. J is fair. Okay. Um, you know, so a lot of times there are exceptions to every rule, right? And maybe there is nothing positive to say. Pause. Pause. You're using that all wrong. I don't know when to use it, but just if it means don't talk about, oh, wait, that's what it means. That's what it means in my world. So there, there you go. I'll say pause and let it translate to today is not the day we're going to talk bad about. Oh, I'm going to need you to look that up because. I used it wrong. Way wrong. It's fine. Like that is. <laughs> okay. a... You told me I was going to be in control of the show. So even if I misuse slang oh. words, it's fine. Say less. Right? Say less. <laughs> say less. What's going on, Coach Evans? Shout out to Sip Tally Films. Okay. Make sure if you have not, go over to Sip Tally Films. If you want to break down on all the Ravens, draft picks, just anything NFL. Well, not anything NFL. Ravens related. Go to Sip Tally. But if you want anything related to anything other than the Ravens, you want them other teams, you want aspects that you don't see anywhere else. If you want to be for the streets, make sure you go to more Sip Tally because we're trying to get them up to 1,000 as well. Even though Coach Evans just hit 8,000, subscribers on sip to tally films shout out to you coach appreciate you all right rodney what's going on how you feeling tonight i'm rocking yes sir appreciate you you already know like mm -hmm. it don't even need to be said we got engraving vids in here what's going on bro how you feeling today hi engraving I, I don't know what you're saying she calling out i don't, I don't know if she's calling it out correctly i don't know is this positive? Listen, he says, I feel like Owen Ojabo can be the next great pass rushing tandem uh, produced by the Ravens. I truly feel that Ojabo will push Owe to double digit sacks. I like that, Mr. J. Now that I can stand behind. I do think that perhaps we just go ahead and get Owe segment out now. I do think perhaps Owe might need a little bit of prodding, a little bit of help and pairing him alongside Ojabo might be just the boost that he needs. I think he's lost his confidence too, but I do think he feels it. I think he knows it. So I'm hoping that he will take that um, and fuel him into, you know, like to propel him into improving for the upcoming season. What do you think? Me? I mean, I hope so. Listen, we, we joke and we kid, but us, I don't know about Mr. J, us as Ravens fans, regardless if we are high on a player or low on him, we don't think high of him, or we don't think that much of them. We want them to succeed regardless. I mean, we, you know, we joke about Owe a lot, but we want him to hit those double digit sacks. We, we want it. him to be that Pro Bowl player. It's not like we're sitting here wishing for them to fail, but if you're not doing your job, especially for where you were drafted, where, you know what I'm saying, you need to step it up. Now, my only question to Mr. J is for this statement that you just made, when you said that Ojabo will push Owe to double digit sacks, do you mean for his career? Like when he retires, he's going to end up with double digit sacks? Because I know you're not talking for a season. He, I, I'm, I'm for certain Mr. J was hopefully talking about for the season, but. Nah, I don't think so. <laughs> you said it last year. I, I asked you in one of the, I think the patron videos, I said, did. I think you had mentioned prior to the season beginning, it was one of your streams during last off season. And you said, I think. Always is going to get eight to 10. 10 is a double digit last I checked. So even you thought he was going to be in that 
double digit range last year. Right, right. But you but you know the saying, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. I will let you, I will not let you get to the second part. Once you fool me that first time, I'm a believer. When you show me who you really are, I believe you. I don't need I don't need second takes. You know, I'm not Shalimar. This is not second time around. First time you show me you're not that you're not about it. Listen, we were all hyped up about four three speed. Four three. Oh my gosh, we got a six five dude, two hundred and forty pounds that can run a four three. I saw him chasing Baker Mayfield and struggling. Struggling. Two things that are um, factually inaccurate about your statement. The first thing is fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. I certainly, you know, ascribe to that. However, he didn't fool you twice. His first year, his first season, he did fairly well. If he would have had a quote unquote bust first year and then had a rinse repeat his sophomore year, then the whole fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me would be applicable. It's not. He had one season where he did not live up to expectation. The first year, he teetered. He wasn't great, but he wasn't horrible either. So third year, I'm expecting a lot from him. So listen, in all actuality, she is not right, Coach. Don't, don't do that. Do not do that. She is not right, Coach, okay. because he has fooled me twice. Come to think about it, he's fooled me twice. This is a college player that was drafted in the first round, correct? Did he draft himself? I just want to know. No, 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 no. Please don't, add, please don't, don't. <laughs> you add, can't answer the question with one? <laughs> is that what you're going to tell me? Facts, okay. facts, facts, facts. Okay. So he came out of college with zero sack production his, his last year. Right. And yet and still the Ravens took him first round. Right. I'm not blaming him. Good for him. Get your get your coins. Get your coins. I'm not mad at him at all. My thing is coming out with that zero sack production, we thought he wasn't going to do anything. I thought he wasn't going to do a thing. I knew he wasn't supposed to be drafted in the first round. I knew that. So when I thought he was going to come in the NFL, I didn't think he was going to do anything, but he did do something. So he fooled me. And then he fooled me last year when I actually thought he was going to do something and he did not. So he did fool me twice. Those are polar opposites. He fooled you once in a good way. He fooled you once in a good way because he did more than you gave him credit for. He did more than than you anticipated he would do. So he fooled you in a positive way because, oops, I'm wrong about this guy. Maybe I misjudged him. Maybe I spoke too soon. That's a fool you, you know, fool me once. But the second year it was, okay, maybe I was about to give him more credit than he deserved because his second year was just, you know, it was underwhelming. But we can move on from Owe. You okay, know, I can talk about Owe for a while, but. Right, right. Yeah, we, I mean, I know you can. <laughs> he said never Christian serious. Uh, Christian joking. Hey, make sure y'all check, oh, my, check my guy out over Deep Cover Pod. Like you get all of that good Ravens inside the knowledge. You get all of draft picks. You get film that we don't do over here. Like I don't break down film. I don't do prospects. I tried, but I just felt like Lamar may not be signing. What's the use? Plus, he adds that comical value to it, too. And I don't even think he's trying to be funny, but he just really is. Listen, that name is so appropriate, Chris, just joking, because that dude is hilarious. What's going on, Enzo? A man open Mike with Hotel. Mike, what's going on? Make sure y'all go over and subscribe to his channel. He said, oh, I came in right when you were dissing my man Owe with the 15 and a half sacks coming this year. 
Thank you, Mike. I see you. I appreciate you. And I thank you for your wisdom that you're sharing with the group. We appreciate you. Mike, I'll bet my whole starting roster in the fantasy football league that OA doesn't come close to 15 and a half sacks. I bet my whole roster, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, all of them. That's not happening. 15, more like five and a half. And for those of you that really, and, and my, but my only problem is before we move on, everybody believes this injured second year player that pretty much played in two games is going to be the difference that's going to elevate Oway to another level. We don't even know if Ojabo is going to play well. So how's he going to elevate him? Ojabo is coming off of an Achilles injury, right? So now I am no doctor. I am no physician's assistant or any of that. I'm not in the medical field. Shuggy baby. Mm -hmm. Hey, Shug. But Ojabo has had how long to recover? He injured himself during the, I think, pro day or sometime during around Correct. that time. Correct. Correct. So that would have been last year, let's say March, April. He didn't come into the season until the latter end. So what is that? Nine months later, perhaps eight, nine months later. So he's healing himself and they eased him in. His snap count was very low. When they did play him, it was on a limited basis. I do think that with the extra time that he's had, especially during this offseason, coming off of an Achilles, we're not talking about, and it is a serious injury, but we're not talking about a torn ACL. We're talking about an Achilles injury. With the extra time that he's had, I do think that Ojabo is going to live up to expectation. And there is something to be said, whether we like it or not, when you have someone next to you, alongside you, if you're performing your job in whatever capacity you perform it, when you have somebody alongside you who is a friend, this is someone who I call my friend and they're here to help you. They want you to succeed. I know this person has my back. I know this person is going to help me. I know at the end of the day, I can count on this person to be in my corner. There's something to be said about that. And I really think that having Ojabo there, not on a limited snap count, but having him there for the entirety of the season will seriously help um, Owe. But I leave it right there, and we we shall see. Well, you know what helped Ojabo at Michigan? Having the number two overall pick playing opposite of him. Right. He's not going to have that over here with the Ravens. So who's going to help him elevate his game? He's going to have Oway. Let's move on. Okay, let, yeah, let's move on. We Listen, we spent too much time on Oway as is. We're supposed to be talking about Lamar. What's the thumbnail for this show? Let me see. Let me go back. What does the thumbnail say? Right, right. Let me be quiet. Let me be, let, listen, let me be quiet. Let me, uh, apparently my Wi-Fi is messing up, that stupid company. Um, so I'm going to let you run there. So first and foremost, let's get into this. Lamar Jackson signs his contract today. Let me know how you feel. I'm so excited. I'm so thrilled. I'm so happy. Uh, I didn't think that it would come down to where it has been over the last three, four or five months. Heck, if you want to say year or so, because I would have hoped that he would have signed before now. But it did. We were here. We were at a place of really, um, you know, wondering whether Lamar is going to be here or not. Are the Ravens really going to fumble the bag here? Are they going to make like a colossal mistake and let Lamar go? And then when we heard reports about him asking for a trade last month. It was really, really crushing. It was gut-wrenching because I didn't want to see him go. Well, I mean, I wasn't going to see him go anyway because I was going to be going with him, but you, you get where I'm going. Mm -hmm. So the fact that he's staying is just so incredibly exciting. And, and I'm really happy that he was able to do it 
when all of the naysayers said he couldn't, when everyone said, oh, he needs an agent or, oh, he and his mom are there, you know, they're not on the level of being able to successfully finesse a contract or successfully finagle the intricacies of contract negotiations, et cetera. He did it. And he did it with such grace. He didn't, now he could have been petty or he could have been, you know, immature or he could have been, um, I, I don't know, for lack of better words, petty. He could have been that. He could have said, oh, and for all of you out here who had something to say, where are you? I'm listening. He didn't. He took it in stride. And that's what impresses me so much about a young man who is only in his mid to late 20s, who's able to carry himself despite all that he reads, despite all that he hears. He sees it. He's out here on social media. He, he, he sees what people say about him. His words today were so impactful because he said, I love the fans. And he didn't just say, I love certain portion of the fan base, the ones that love me back. I love them. He said, I love the fans. And so that to me encompassed even the ones who don't like him and whether the reason for him, you know, for, for them not liking him, he doesn't look the part, he doesn't dress the part, he doesn't speak the way you want him to, whatever the reason is that draws all that negativity, mm-hmm. he was able to handle it in such a beautiful way today. I was so proud of him. I felt like, oh my goodness, that's my little brother, you know, but no, he's not just kidding. But that's kind of how I felt. You, he just really has a way of endearing you to him. That's kind of how I would describe Lamar. You just, he's just so calm. He's just so, you know, quiet. But when he speaks, you listen, you want to hear what he has to say. So going back to your question, I know I just went on a a rant and I rambled, but I, I really am happy that he's staying and Mm -hmm. I'm very optimistic for the future for at least the next five years for, for, um, for the Ravens. What about you? Um, So for me, as far as the contract goes, the one thing that I loved about the, his contract was the fact that he has no agent. So none of the schematics of the deal were leaked. Right. Nobody knows. The only thing that they know is it's for five years, $260 million. One thing that was thrown out there was he's going to get $72.5 million uh, signing bonus, which is the largest in NFL history. Another thing, and especially to all those of you out there that said he and his mother don't know what they're doing. They need to go back to school. They need to do all these things. He got a no trade clause and a no tag clause included in his contract. Right. Most people get one or the other. He negotiated both along with the largest contract in history. So for me, I was just proud of the fact that he shut a lot of people up. Even though they're still talking and chirping because their butt hurt, but it was just good to see him actually sign that contract. Know that he's going to be here for at least the next five years. Yeah, and he said that, and he said he didn't want to go anywhere other than here. So, give me your biggest takeaways from that press conference that you saw. My biggest takeaway is, and and this is applicable to life, not just. Lamar Jackson, his contract. When you set yourself or you set your mind to something and you have a goal, don't let anything stop you from achieving that goal. I heard some, I heard a pastor say one year, um, he said, you know, it's okay to have plan A, but then what happens if plan A doesn't work? And then he said, here's what, here's what you do when plan A doesn't work. 
you make plan A work. You don't have plan B. You have plan A because that's your goal. That's what's in your heart. That's what you want. And you exhaust and you stop at nothing to accomplish that. So that's what I was, that's my, one of my major takeaways today was seeing a young man have a goal because he said it when he was drafted on draft night. He said, I'm bringing a championship here to this city, to this team. That's his goal. That's what he articulated. And, you know, times got rough. <laughs> times got very rough. Times got very uneasy. And I literally thought that the relationship at some point had been severed or had at least been tainted to the degree that it might be like irreparable. But mm. I realized that, no, it wasn't. So another takeaway today is always, you know, like you listen to some things you hear or, or I can't remember the saying, um, listen to or pay attention to the things you read and none of the things you hear or something like that. So what you see on social media, unless you're having a conversation with Lamar or someone in his camp, his mom, his, his sister, his brother, something like that, don't pay attention to it. Let it, you know, you hear it, you read it, you see it, and then you keep going um, because you don't know the truth of the matter unless you're a part of the, the conversation. You really don't know. So that's something else that I will say I'll take I took away um, today. Yeah. Um, anything else I took away major, you know, other than just being like the sheer excitement of knowing he's staying and then not having to hear the remainder of the NFL talk about how horrible the Ravens organization is because they just couldn't get it right. Like no um, quarterback in history has not been re-signed, especially of his mag, you know, the caliber and the magnitude of, of the weight that he carries. And they just let him go and he went over to the 49ers and now we're about to watch him thrive. So I don't have to hear that. I don't have to, you know, see that. And I saw today, coach, he put a, uh, a tweet up today. And I, I literally, I cracked up. He said, oh, we deleting tweets now? And I said to myself, exactly. Those people who had something negative to say, all of a sudden, it's kind of quiet. Tweets are being deleted because sure. you weren't right. You, you know, I mean, and it's fine to express yourself, but I'm of the mindset that like, if you're wrong, you're wrong. So like, mm -hmm. if I have to come back on this show at the end of the season and say, okay, guys, oh, we didn't do it. He didn't live up to expectations or he didn't have a good season. I'll have to just come back and tell you all like, all right, I wasn't right about the way. I don't think it's going to happen, but I'm just saying. So what was, the, what was the apology from last year? I didn't tell you last year. I wasn't even on your show last year. So what am I apologizing for? You want me to pull the tape? I was not on your show the beginning of the offseason. Who cares what, where you were at? I'm telling you what you said. Two totally different things. Where's the apology for that? I mean, all season long, he's going to get better. Just give him till this game. Just give him till that game. He's yeah. going to do it. Yes, he can. Chugga, 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 chugga. Two, two, didn't happen. He's, he's working on it. There were, I said, wait now, wait, wait, wait. This is important. And I, I feel like I'm a broken record when I talk about oh, I really do. Like I just really don't, don't say it. Okay, well I won't because I've said it like two or three, two or three times. <sighs> I can't believe I can't remember exactly, but I do believe it was maybe week sixteen that he was just like, "Oh, you finally, you finally caved." That's what I'm saying. But, no, but no. You, you just asked the question. You, please. I'm answering your, I'm answering your question. Allow me to answer your question, please. So what I was going to say is during week 16, I admitted, I admitted, okay, listen, and I think it was week 16. Don't quote me guys. Like don't, don't hold me to it. It was either with week 
15, 16, or it was toward the latter end of the season. And it was during the game. I don't remember who we were playing, who our opponent was, but we witnessed Owe lying on the ground more than he was standing upright. And I came on, I think I was on Suge's show. I think I was on Suge's show. And I said, he was, it was, it was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. And then like the next week he came back and he stood upright and maybe I was on Suge's show that week. Maybe it was that next week that I said, Hey, at least this time there was improvement. And I said, what I'm looking for is incremental improvement in OA, okay? And I said, from last week where he was lying on the ground because the guys were just like pummeling the dude. It was, it was embarrassing. I was just like, oh my, just get up, sweetie. Don't don't just linger there. Um, to the following week where he mm-hmm. was able to stand up right and he was holding his own. I didn't say he was great. Okay. Okay. What I said was that's incremental improvement. So I'll take it as a win. Facts, Ray Kingdom. You're the one want everybody to apologize, but she can't. Who else can Wait say something? No, 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 no. Who else can say something about someone and then at the end of the season when they did not make it, sit there and say, yeah, you know, I don't think he's going to do it. Well, we knew he wasn't going to do it, especially when we hit like week seven, week eight. Now, you waited till the game before the last game to give in and just say, you know what? Maybe he's just not that guy. Oh, no, I never said he's not that guy. No, wait a minute. Don't put don't do that. No, no. What I said was, what I said was, and I got something for you, Rave Kingdom. I'm going to watch you. Okay, I'm going to watch you. But um, no, I, I said that he he looked horrible in whatever week that was. I don't remember. Week 16, whatever. It was, he looked bad. What are you saying, Tom? <laughs> he said he's the hardest working man. Or he's giving the man a compliment. Then why are you laughing? Because he said he shined, he shined. Offensive players, he shined all the offensive players' shoes all year. <laughs> Let's get back to Lamar because he doesn't get out of hand. <laughs> it, is. it is okay. So my takeaways, my biggest takeaways from this from this press conference was Lamar has and always wanted to be a Raven. He said there were some teams that contacted him, which you know a lot of the people said, "Oh, nobody's contacting Lamar. You know, nobody wants him. Nobody's offering him a contract." You don't know. Just because he's not leaking information, nor does he have an agent to leak this information, you just want to just assume that nobody's talking to him. You would be stupid if you were a quarterback needy team to not contact him and at least throw out some feelers to see what's going on between himself and the Ravens. But he said, nah, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to live in the past. I want to focus on the future. He shut down a couple of questions when they were trying to ask him about the contract negotiations and what happened and what may have gone wrong. He was just like, nah, we're going to focus on what's going on now. I am a Baltimore Raven for the next five years. I want to continue to be here. I love this community. I love this organization. Now, one thing that caught me, and I don't want no smoke coach, one thing that caught me was, you know, they asked, I think they asked him a question about OBJ and he started speaking about the offensive weapons. He was like, yeah, but you crazy. I got OBJ. I got Nelson Aguilar. We got Zay Flowers. I got Devin Duvernay. I got Tyler Wallace. I got Mark Andrews. Why he didn't mention Prochet? He didn't mention Nelson Aguilar either. That was one didn't. that I, he missed him. And I saw someone in the chat was like, you forgot Nelson. So <laughs> Nelson and Prochet, he left those out. Well, he didn't even mention Thailand, but Nelson and Prochet, he, he certainly. I mean, I mean, it may, have went through, it may have went through Nelson Aguilar's hands. I don't know. I just know he didn't mention my man Prochet. That was a bit hurtful. You think he's, so? Yes, he's been with Prochet for years. That doesn't mean he believes in him. That just means that they're on a team together that they have no control over. Okay. That was that was just a little hurtful to me. But if yeah. he doesn't believe it, and coach, wait a minute, let me say this. 
I'm not saying that Prochet cannot have his day. I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying if the opportunities that Prochet has been given, mm -hmm. if Lamar hasn't built up enough confidence in him at the moment, not saying it can't happen, not saying that they're not cool or, you know, they're not friends or anything, but this is like he, Lamar said over and over, this is a business. You know, this is, NFL is a business. Okay. So that's the business aspect. Business means I need production. And if I haven't developed that type of or that level of confidence in you as my receiver yet, again, I'm not saying it can't happen, but if he hasn't developed it yet, okay, he left his name off the list for, for a reason. Did he mention Duvernay? He did. He said Duv. He did. He said Duv. Um, I, mean, I think he likes Duvernay. I'm sure that he does. But why can't, but listen, how can you not like a man that has 180 yards? I think through his career. Can I say pause here or no? No. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to need you to do one favor for me. What's that? Delete that out your vocabulary because you're using it all wrong. Oh, I, just, thought I, I was about to give myself snaps. I thought I was doing good with that. Okay. Give, give yourself snaps? I thought I was like doing well. You know what I mean? Move on. What? I thought I was like, you know, like I was gonna give myself props here. Like, wow, I'm, I'm okay. Learning. Oh, oh, give yourself props. You said give yourself snaps. I, you lost me. They wow. mean the same thing, right? Okay. Just keep going. Just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So with with the, with the advent of the of the Ravens adding these weapons, Lamar said that he wanted to throw for six thousand yards this upcoming 6, season. Yeah. We'll need D Hop for that. We we need to go get D Hop. Add him to that because I'm. As much as I like OBJ, and I'm really rooting for him, I am certainly rooting for OBJ. Mm -hmm. I don't know, right, with two ACL injuries, I think, in this, you know, two ACL injuries plus, and he did plus his age, right? So mm -hmm. he's, he's, he's up there in age. He's like early 30s, like 30 or 31, something like that. I, I don't mean to interrupt you. It was technically one. Because he didn't he have, it. He, no, 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 he didn't have one when he did when he got the injury the last time. He didn't have one technically. I know, I know, so. but he whatever he had or didn't have, it caused him to have to miss a season. Is that True. fair to say? Okay. So whether he had a por a portion of the knee or the ACL or he didn't have one, whatever it was, there was a, another injury to something in that same vicinity that caused him to have to miss the entirety of the 2022 season. That's fair. Um, that concerns me. And it's not to say that he's not ready to go. I hope all indicators are that he's ready to go. But mm -hmm. in the event he's not, to get 6,000 yards, we need D-Hop. We need, we, we need D-Hop on the team. And I'm still hopeful. I mean, I'm not, like, as hopeful as I was, you know, going into the draft. But, I mean, do you think Queen is going to stay? Queen and Marcus Peters, those are my two question marks. Um, hmm. Queen, <clears throat> I think he'll stay until up until the trade deadline, close to the trade deadline. If he if he uh, continues on the trajectory that we thought he was going to go, especially with Roquan here and him just getting better every season, just stacking, stacking, stacking. If he plays a little too well, other teams are going to covet him. Uh, I watched a stream the other day 
And I think three teams, they were talking about three teams were inquiring about him. And one of those teams being the Philadelphia Eagles. And if you've been paying to the Philadelphia Eagles offseason this year, you can see that they're quite greedy. Salary cap be damned. They are just acquiring talent upon talent upon talent. And a lot of it's on the defensive end because in their minds, they're going to see Kansas City again. And this time they're going to shut them down. So I see I see Queen playing at a higher level than he has. I don't know how high that level will be, but it will pique the interest of other teams. So by the trade deadline, somebody's going to offer the Ravens probably a second round pick because right now I think he's worth maybe a fourth. You might can get a third round pick for him. But I think if he continues third. that play, huh? A third round pick? What do or you think he's worth? A fourth? That's fair. But you know, listen. And Let me see some more from him first. Let me see how he starts the season, you know. But right now, if I'm judging today, I'm going to say a fourth round pick. And maybe like another pick in the next year or something. Like a part of like a package. Fourth I, next year, then maybe the following year, like a fifth or sixth or something like that. I could agree with you on that one, but no disrespect to my man, no disrespect to my homie. They gave up a first round pick for Hollywood Brown. I know, I know. Anything's possible. Fair. Except for Queen getting a second round pick right now. No, I mean, we can't say anything is possible except so. <laughs> you never yeah. know. And as far as the Marcus Peters, that is not technically off the board as of yet. Because you think it's off the board? Listen, and, and, and I need the people in the chat. I need y'all to tell me, am I missing something? You know, because in the Discord, they love to say I'm a hater, which I far from am. I'm not a hater. I don't hate anything. I don't wish bad on anyone. But I haven't seen it on Rock Yassin. Like, y'all let me know what I'm missing on this guy. Yes, tight coverage all day. But as I explained in my video earlier, I think on 53 targets last year, he had 31 completions. Now, granted, he will knock out a ball or two. He'll get you a fumble. He'll get you a fumble every now and again. May not recover it, but he'll knock the ball out. But for me, he uh, got drafted in 2019. Right? He has two interceptions two interceptions for his career. I think his numbers could be better if he could play a full season. That's my big thing with Brock. He hasn't played a full, he's been in the league since 2019 and he hasn't, or 18, and he has not played an entire season yet. Right. So I need you to put your GM mm -hmm. hat on. Okay. Put your GM hat on for me. And I need you to kind of justify bringing this guy in when you could bring Marcus Peters in and knowing he was coming back from an injury that normally takes two years to recover from. I, I can't stress that enough. It normally takes two years to recover from that ACL injury. Why would you not bring someone back that is a leader in your clubhouse? He knows the defense. He knows the players around him. Aside from the fact that, you know, he kind of questioned John Harbaugh's authority. And that probably is the biggest issue for why he's not here. Well, I mean, it's that or it could be that. But I'm wondering if Marcus Peters is pricing himself out of Baltimore, if his price tag is a little too, a little too steep. I don't know. It could be a combination of both. Will he be willing? Would he be willing to come back on a team friendly deal? Because I think it's the same thing with um, Calais. Whatever price they were offering Calais. The Atlanta Falcons, I think that's where he landed. 
They yes, said, sir. we're, you know, we'll give you this. And Calais was like, sounds good to me. Bye. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, I don't think he was really asking for that much money because I think he wanted to retire a Raven. Right. He did. You know? So, okay. Okay. Don't take, don't take your gym hat off just yet. Just yet. I need you to answer this other question for me. How can you as a general manager, okay, have a team, especially for the last, let's just say three years, have a rash of injuries on your team, but you go sign someone, especially in the cornerback room, because we've had so many issues with cornerbacks and injuries for the last 10 years to last 15 teams. Why would you sign a cornerback that has not been healthy, not one year that he's been in the NFL? Because that's true to our DNA. We sign a lot of players that aren't healthy. That's just what we do. Yeah. We yeah. sign. What's the guy we just signed? Uh, um, we picked up in the uh, undrafted free agent. Voorhees, I think is his name. No, that, that he was a seventh round pick. Okay, then it wasn't him. But it was somebody we just picked up over the, you know, of the draft who literally just injured himself. I think a torn ACL. If yeah, he, yes. Offensive tackle. I yeah. guess. Yeah. Him. So that's just true to our DNA to answer your question. Why do we pick, you know, why did we pick someone who was coming off of an injury? Because that's what we do. Well, okay. I, okay. So as far, as far as the Andrew Voorhees pick, I am going to give him a pass on. I, I like that move. I actually like that move only because he was a seventh round pick. He's not going to get that much money. Yeah. Okay. He's, we don't technically need him. I don't think he was going to come in and probably start this year anyway. So he was just going to sit on the bench and learn. Now he can just sit back, recover, get stronger. And it only costs a seventh round pick. I know we traded with Cleveland, but it, it's not that much. We actually, the reason I have an issue with the Rock Yassin move is because we're paying him up to $6 million. Not a bad contract, but he's going to get every opportunity to start and play. That rookie regardless of the fact, healthy, hurt, whatever. He wasn't going to play a pivotal role with this team. We need Rock Yassin to be QB, I mean, CB2. We need someone opposite Marlowe because Marlowe has returned to form and teams are not throwing at him. They're going at two and three. And unfortunately right now, and I think this is why we may still go after Marcus Peters, is Brandon Stevens is, is CB3. But they love him, though. And I just I don't see the production out of Brandon Stevens. And I'm not saying he's a, a, not a great player or not you know, a good player, or a solid player. I just haven't seen enough consistency from Brandon Stevens to say he has earned the right to line up opposite market um, Marlowe. Like, I just don't right. I don't see it. Not consistently. Like if we're going to bring him in for a snap or two, that's fine. No problem. Mm -hmm. But I just don't think he's at the caliber. Like, there's a significant, in my mind, there's a significant drop-off in terms of um, ability if we talk about Marcus Peters to a Brandon Stevens. Just not comparable. So I hope we get Marcus back. I do. I really I do. It's like D3 says, safe to say Fuller isn't coming back either. Mm. Baltimore native, love it. Love it. But when they signed him, I was like, he can't play anymore. And he can't stay healthy. Can't stay healthy. But same, same issue we have with Rock Yassin. Right. It, so then he might come back. Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> if we're following that logic, then we might get him. We might help. Uh, yes. I mean, I see all says they're not done yet signing. I hope so because we need help. 
Yeah, we do. We need help. The the cornerbacks that we have drafted over the years that we spent third and fourth round picks on can't play. And I don't fault all of it to Brandon Stevens because safety, cornerback, cornerback, safety, running back, whatever he's been doing, he has not had a chance to yet learn the intricacies of playing cornerback. You can tell in his technique. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's just going all pure athleticism. But once again, he doesn't have time to develop because he's thrown out there to the fire. So why not bring back that veteran presence that you know what he can do? And I'm sure if you give him a one-year deal, just like you gave Rock, maybe a one-year $8 million deal or something like that, he'd do it. Like, it doesn't hurt to have too much talent. Even though I know a lot of people think Marcus Peters is done and he doesn't have that talent anymore, but Marcus Peters is a dog. And the reason that I'm so adamant about Marcus Peters is Marcus Peters is one of the few players left on the Ravens roster that I think plays like a Raven, that has that play like a Raven attitude. He's not a choir boy. He's not going to follow behind John Harbaugh and nice guy his way through, nice through his way out of game. He's going to get in somebody's face. He's going to get in their head. And he really wasn't able to do that last year because physically he was limited. So listen, I've always been a Marcus Peters fan. I was a Marcus Peters fan when he was at Kansas City. Dudes, we listen, we need more guys on this roster that are a little bit off of their rocker. Sorry. I agree. Let us know in the chat. Do you think Marcus Peters is coming back? Do you think Dean <laughs> is coming back? D3 says, is it just me? Or does Caillou Blue Kelly give you Sean Wade vibes? 100%. 100%. Wasn't that good in college. Struggle, uh, he struggled against in zone, when playing zone. I can't remember which one it was. But, I mean, he listen, I hope he comes in and exceeds expectations. But once again, why are we why are we so dependent upon third, fourth, and fifth round picks to start for this team? Because I guarantee you, within the first three or four games, if something happens to to uh, Yasin, Yasin, Caillou's gonna probably have to step up. Step up, um, Jalen Armour Davis. He's in a doghouse. I don't know if he'll ever get another start, uh, shot to start again. Pepe yeah. Williams. He was in the doghouse too. He's in the doghouse, but he, but he, but he plays. He scraps. He, he does. He does. Just physically, he, his body can't hold up to it, but he gives us all. So, next up, so now we got a rookie in there, playing playing CB two. Possibly, or you move Brandon Stevens up there, and we've seen what happened. We saw with um, what my man, what is my man, Miami, wide well, receiver from Miami that came over from New England. Ah, I can't remember his name, but anyway. He gave Brandon Stevens the business. Brandon Stevens knocked that one pass, that first pass, and started showing off him. And did, oh, yeah, yeah. That dude had like three catches for 175 yards. Yeah. And then they stopped throwing at him. I don't know why. So these are the ones that 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 we think are going to help carry us going forward. Now, once again, I hope and pray that they take that leap forward and make this defense a little bit better. But for all that we all the money that we've put into the secondary, they're not where they should be. And we don't have the pass rush necessary to have them quarterbacks either one, two, three up, gotta get the ball up our hands in completion. We don't have the pass rush for it. So we need the dogs back there to take care of business. Right. And, and aside from Marcus, I mean aside from Marlowe, we ain't got it. No. Definitely need help in pass pass rush edge. I'm still a little shaky about the O-line. 
what, what are we doing? Some some spots on the O line that have me concerned. Yes, Devontae Parker. That was yes, Devontae Parker. How could I forget that? Jesus. I'm sorry. What's going on, AG? Yeah. That, that old that listen, that old line. So now we got what? We got Ben Cleveland. Hopefully, 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 Ben Cleveland can pass his conditioning test this year on the first try, maybe even the second try. He doesn't need to miss that much time heading into a season. So that's one guard position. Kevin Zeitler, he may be he may be in decline, may not be, but this is his last year under contract. Right. So do we resign him at his advanced age or do we look towards the future? I have question marks about this line. But then we got the op. Let's not forget about the op. Morgan Moses. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Y'all told me. Well, not y'all, but people said before the beginning of the last season, oh, man, we got Morgan Moses from the Jets. He started like 13 games, yada, yada, yada. Once again, Jose says it a lot. Watch other teams. He only started for the Jets because there was an injury on the offensive line. And you do not sign a right tackle. Now, no right tackles aren't left tackles, and they don't get similar monies. But when you sign an offensive tackle to a three-year, $15 million deal, that kind of tells you his ability. Now, no money isn't always dependent upon a player's skill level. But it's about right. Like, if you watch Morgan Moses play, one time he'll have a he'll have an outstanding block. He'll do a kick out block, go around, do his thing. Next play, he's tackling them off from behind. Oh boy. I mean, I was excited about Morgan Moses last year just because I felt like anything could have been an upgrade from Villanueva. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So I went into it looking at it like, you know, from that framework that like, oh, well, surely he's gotta be better than Villanueva, right? And to, right. to, a, to a large degree, he was. Mm-hmm. He was an upgrade. Right. Well, living, living big with Big Reg, he says, Caillou Blue Kelly locked up Jordan Addison with the exception of one play. I mean, I mean, that's wonderful. Everybody has good games. But my only question to you is, is Jordan Addison T. Higgins? Because that's who he'd be playing. I'm not saying Jordan Addison's not that dude or wasn't that dude in college, especially when he was at Pittsburgh, when he was at Pitt. But he ain't a, Jordan Addison ain't an NFL wide receiver. He's not a number two. Most teams now have two number ones. You know what I'm saying? My, but my only my only point with this is I don't want trial trial by fire. Maybe he can lock them up. Maybe he can stick with them. He can limit them. But I don't want trial by fire because that's how we mess up a lot of these young players. That's how we kill their confidence. I know we joke about Owe, but that you know, this season we pretty much put the pass rush on his shoulders. Luckily for us, we had Justin Houston. And I think somebody said Justin Houston resigned with us. I hope that is so true. Oh, I didn't know that, but I hope that's true. We need him. We right. definitely need Justin. So we put we put all of that pass rush onto his shoulders. Then we had to go out and get JPP. We had to do all these other things because we take young talent, play them out of position more times than not, and then ask them to do things that we don't even have some of our veterans doing. Right. You too know, much of the plates, I think. Yeah, we're asking too much of them. And then it does something to their confidence. Hmm. Right. And confidence is a big thing with athletes. They don't Absolutely. have that confidence. It's, it's a wrap. 
So I think it's important to put the players in a position to succeed. And, you know, um, when you do that, I think that that will boost their confidence, their belief in themselves, and you'll see better productivity. But when you're asking too much of the players or you're putting them in a position that they've never played or they're not used to or they're uncomfortable, I mean, wasn't it last year or maybe the year before last? I can't remember, but we were just throwing people in Ronnie T um, Stanley's position at tackle, like, you know, rotating different people in and out of the position. Mm -hmm. um, the guy who played the other, and he's like, I've never played. Juwan <laughs> James. Juwan James. Juwan James. Yes, that's the one. So when we're doing that, when we have a history of that, then. Another, an another individual that we, that we signed that was injury prone. And I think the first game he played left tackle, he was gone for the season. Dumb. Wow. Big surprise. Like just some of the moves that we make, it just baffles yeah. me. Your head coach just, I just, listen, I just think if, and I know everybody loves Mike McDonald and we have yet to see what Todd Munkin has to offer, but I need him to hire some coordinators that are their own men. Right. Not ones that follow behind. Yes, coach. Yes, coach. No, I need uh, not necessarily, but a quote unquote Greg Williams type of coach. And if you don't know, yeah. Greg Williams is the defensive coordinator, Bounty Gate and all that other stuff. I don't need all of that extra, but I need somebody that's going to stand up for his convictions. Like Greg Williams is like, look, don't come at me with no BS about my defense. I got my defense. You handle the offense, Sean Payton. I got the defense. I think we need some coaches like that that are actually going to stand up to them. And my thing is this. If I am an assistant coach, if you're subordinate, it doesn't matter. If I'm not able to speak freely, I don't want to be your coach just to say that I have a job. If I have to kind of uh, mute my voice inside of that locker room and I'm like, yo, we losing because we're not doing this, this, and this. But I want to keep a job and get a paycheck, so I'm going to shut up and continue these first-round exits. Uh, yeah. Wowzers. John Harbaugh is the weakest link on the team. I'm not going to deny it. <laughs> I, I I don't know about that. I mean, I'm not saying that he's like the best. Who? But I don't know. That, I don't know that John Harbaugh is the worst. So for years, for years, listen. I've been wanting John Harbaugh fired since 2012. I know. I mean, the playoff run of 2012. Right. Like, on the way to the Super Bowl, fire this man. Going into the Super Bowl game, fire this man. Mm -hmm. He, I used to give him credit, at least. I used to say John Harbaugh is a motivator of men. I at least thought that. I said it for the longest time until Bradley opened my eyes on a few things. He's not even that. He doesn't motivate this team. He just came into a good situation with a team with a good culture. And to say we got lucky to win that Super Bowl in 2012, I'd be the first to say we got lucky. When has the last time, when, whenever in his career have you ever seen Joe Flacco get that hot? I wasn't following the team at that time, but I mean, I've, uh, heard, I've heard about it. I've heard about if it. If you go back and watch, I, I would have bet you everything Joe Flacco wouldn't have did that. Doing that Super 11 touchdowns, no interceptions? Yeah, that's what I've heard. Listen. I I remember um, the game against Denver, AFC Championship, uh, not AFC Championship game, uh, divisional game against Denver. 
and we were down. And it was fourth down. I remember the fourth down. Oh, my dog's barking. I remember the fourth down like it was yesterday. When we got the fourth down, no, we got the third down on that scramble. I punched the wall. And I don't do stuff like that. Like I hit the wall. I made a hole in the wall. Because I was I still remember where I was living at up by security mall. Punched a hole in the wall because I'm like, God, we blew a, a golden opportunity. Then I look up and Flacco just threw that pass. And Jacoby was like this. Yeah. And number 26 for Denver. I can't remember the dummy's name. Is just sitting back like he can't throw it that far on the run. He can't throw it that far on the run. Nah, he ain't gonna do that. And it dropped and it went in his hands. I knew we were gonna win the Super Bowl that day because Jacoby Jones has hands of stone. Wow. Hands of stone. And that's the re that's the reason why Houston didn't keep him. Well, I mean, it worked out. Yeah. Worked, you know, so so yeah. So, you know, ever since then, he just hasn't really shown me much. He squandered years of actual playoff teams by his bad decisions, keeping around people a little bit too long, not hiring the right people. You know, I just want somebody that's going to come in and energize this team because this message is probably stale by now. Yeah, but I mean, even if they hire somebody else, even if, you know, this is his last season, which I don't, I don't know that it is. I'm not saying that it is or isn't, but I'm just saying, even if it's, you know, they hire someone else, do we think it's going to be someone who's a stark contrast from, um, Harbaugh, or will it probably be somebody who's very similar? So, I mean, so that's why I'm saying, yeah, you can want someone to leave, but unless you know who the replacement is or who they have in mind or thoughts of who could be the better replacement, then, I mean, are they going to bring in like a Tomlin? No. So Probably not. But my question to you is, wasn't this the same situation when Brian Biller got fired and we brought in John Harbaugh? We didn't know. Right. Right. So that's what I'm saying. So you just that's what that's my to my point. You don't know who you're going to get. Like, I want him gone. I want Harbaugh gone. And then Harbaugh leaves. And then look who you have. Left. Who's next? And it's like, oh, great. You know, now we're back. And then we're back on the same cycle. I want John Doe gone. I want him. Well, we just got him. You know, who's going to be, you know, who's going to be available when uh, John Harbaugh leaves? Sean McVay, head coach of the Los Angeles Rams. OK, they're doing a rebuild. Yeah. He don't want to do a rebuild. Nope. Like, I think he's going to stay this season. And this probably is going if they don't do well or they tank, this is going to be it for him. So if John ba John Harbaugh leaves, he's going to go into the booth and and announce football. And yeah. while he's announcing football, if John Harbaugh actually leaves, you don't think that Sean McVay would be like, I get the chance to draw plays for Lamar Jackson. I know this is all pipe dreams. I know this is all. I know it's all pipe dreams, but still, it's, it's enjoyable though. So of course, who wouldn't want to be able to say I was able to draw plays, you know, draw plays and schemes and so forth for, or at least have my hand in it for Lamar Jackson. Work thanks. with the offensive coordinator, and I, I helped. Facts, facts, facts. Don C says, "I say Coach Evans. I say Coach Evans too." Yeah, I think that's a good. I think that's a solid choice. We can stand behind that. Don C. And Coach Evans is an offensive coach, so let's get it. Let's, let's start that. It. Let's start that campaign. Let's do it. We want to do a petition and start that campaign. Let's do it. All right. So the Ravens have a couple signings, and we've talked about the Rock Yassin mm -hmm. signing. They've also signed their draft picks, uh, Kelly Blue. I mean, uh, Caillou Blue Kelly. They signed uh, Sala, the offensive tackle. And they signed Andrew Voorhees today. So that's three of our draft picks out the way and three people we don't have to worry about 
I don't know why all of them aren't signed directly after the draft. I know a lot of it has to do with language of the contract and certain little stipulations in there. But for the most part, draft picks a slide at a certain salary. Anybody want a dog? My dog is acting up. He hears the noise outside. So if you hear my dog barking and screaming, anybody want him? He's, he's, a, he's a boxer. So he's very protective of the house. Now you, now you want to get your dog away? Only sometimes. Normally he's pretty good, but I think people are outside and he's he's not very pleased with that. He doesn't he doesn't like that. So they need to go inside the house so he can relax. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> all right, before we move on, let me let you all know. Listen, if you like what we are doing here, if you appreciate the content, if you appreciate everything that's done, especially with the people that I rock with, just know that August the fourth of this year in Howard County, Maryland, we are doing the first annual, the roundup meet and greet, where you can meet myself, Chris, just joking from Deep Cover Pod, OTR Mike, Open Mike with OTR Mike, LBHT crew, Coach Evans from Sip to Tally. We will all be there. Tickets are on sale at Everbright, so you can get them there. Where you can, you can come get some food, some prizes. You can win a couple of things. We're going to have some surprises there for everyone. So if you want to have a nice time, hang out, meet some people. Make sure you go get your tickets. You never know. Somebody else might be there. Never know. I ain't going to call it. So if you want to meet us and hang out with us and get to know us outside of this sports realm, make sure that you buy your tickets. Yeah, I hope to see you guys there. Was that a, was that a verbal confirmation? A quasi-verbal confirmation. Quasi. <laughs> I didn't say definitive. I hope. Hope. That I'll see you there. So if you're there and I'm able to be there, then I hope. And that's right, Brandon. Yes, boxers have huge personalities like Huskies. He runs circles around me, my dog. <laughs> okay. All right. So hurt people hurt people. And the reason that I say this is because when Lamar Jackson was drafted, you know, you had all of these people that thought he should go to wide receiver, maybe running back. He wasn't fit to be a quarterback. He came in, won a unanimous league MVP as a quarterback and shut some people up. But you still had a sector of people that decided they wanted to have things to say he's not a real passer. He's a runner. He's this. He's that. His style of play won't last. He's not going to get the contract that he wanted. Now, all of these things aside, Lamar has proven he doesn't need an agent. He's got the richest contract in NFL history. You know, now they're trying to give credit to Jalen Hurts and said his contract was the the standard, the precursor for what he got. They just don't want to give that man credit for the work that he and his mother and his team put in. And his mother, he spoke highly of his mother during the press conference as well. I forgot to say, you know, he said he said that she told him when he was younger, don't get a job. Don't do anything extra. I need you to, t to play football and I'll take care of everything else. And he said a single mother of four. And she didn't ask for help from anyone. She did everything herself. So you wonder where Lamar gets that work ethic from. You wonder where he gets that humbleness from. But yet and still, we still have people out here that still want to badmouth him. They still have things to say. They're looking for certain loopholes to try to make him look bad. Right. You know, oh, he's not going to do this. He's not going to do that. He said he wanted to pass 6,000 yards. People just came out the woodworks. You're crazy. You're stupid. Just like Joe Flacco said when they asked him, was he an elite quarterback? He was like, yes. What else am I supposed to say? What else am I supposed to say? He said he wants to break the passing yards record. What else is he supposed to say? He wants to come in here and throw for 1,200 yards? 
So, you know, your your, your, man, your man's Mike Florio, he just can't seem to let it go. The fact that he was wrong, and you know, he did a, he did an interview with EDC and asked him a few questions. But I took a little snippet of it, and you know, he just he wasn't. I don't think he was getting the answers that he wanted from EDC, or he just didn't feel like he shut enough he shut enough bad light on Lamar. So, you know, he tried to throw shade. And I don't even know why you would ask this dumb question, but let me play this clip and, you know, let me know what y'all think. Did you have issues getting a deal done with Lamar Jackson after he was drafted in 2018? Lamar was, you know, very well prepared, uh, understood kind of the way that things work. Um, he asked really, really good questions. Um, and it was a pretty seamless, you know, I think a seamless way of getting a deal done. So, you know, I will say this, like Lamar, you know, is a good agent, you know, issues with the contract, language terms, types of structures and things like that. He's done his homework in, in, with all of that stuff. And he's a very, very smart guy. Yeah. But my question is, if you as, as a journalist, you as a professional, you as someone who's supposed to know what you're doing, know what you're getting into, know who you're with whom you're interviewing. Um, wouldn't you already know theoretically, technically, EDC wasn't the GM when they drafted Lamar Jackson? He just so, didn't respond. So why would he be in on the contract negotiations? But he didn't get the he didn't get the response that he wanted because he told him, he said, listen, even back then, he knew about contract language. And I think that's what impressed me about this press conference so much. He knew about the language, all the little intricacies of negotiating deals, what to look for, what needed to be included in this in this contract. And I don't think that, that Florio got what he wanted. He wanted to see if there was some friction because he asked him, you know, was it hard? Was it hard to get a deal done with Lamar? And he's like, nah, stuff was cool. We just let all you idiots out here think that there was a rift, that there was a problem. You know, we talked all the time. We just didn't put everything out there. We let you all speculate as what was what was going on. Yeah. So, you know, no matter what Lamar and Lamar said it, no matter what you do, you won't be able to please people. You're going to continue to always have haters. Of course, of course, they're always going to be the naysayers and the haters and those who are secretly wishing that you don't succeed. But keep pushing anyway, because you are enough. I always say that you are enough. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Malik B said, I am in there. D3 says, the same ones hating are the same ones that seem to forget about the primetime game against the Colts. Only six incompletions. What he had, yes, he had the highest completion percentage of somebody throwing for over 400 yards. Like they, they forget that. And of course, when he has a very good game, it's an anomaly. Right. I, I don't know how you happen into a game and have six incompletions of 400 yards. Right. Lead and and Indianapolis's defense, the Colts defense wasn't a slouch. No, no. Like no. they weren't a slouch. So the way that he did it in the fashion that he did it, it was like, oh, it was a mistake that he got the yards and touchdowns that he did. Like all that was a mistake. But when he has a bad game, see, see, yeah. I told you. He, he, he's not worth the money. He, you know, he's not sustainable. <laughs> right. He's injury prone. He's just I'm just happy he's with us for the next one. Check it out. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Zico Kage, what's good? Thank you for joining us. Thank you Thank for going in us. Yes, you know, we got our host here, Yolanda B. <laughs> I'm just sitting here co-hosting my man, Chen Wu. What's going on? Hey, Chen. 
Jason Wu, how are you feeling? Hey, how are you doing? How are you feeling about Lamar with us for five more years? You've been busy. We haven't seen Chen Wu in a while. Like he's been here and it's been a minute. It's good to see you back. Brandon Bazell, he said, I'll be there and buying the wife's ticket tomorrow. Okay, that's what's awesome. up. That's great. That's what's right. up. It's an agenda and agenda. Well, you know what? Speaking of Brandon Bazell, he is the sponsor of this video. All right. So, you know, let's check out what Brandon Bazell got going on. Let's check out a little something from my sponsor. Listen, if you're down with the crew, you already know about my man, Brandon Bazell. Ghost, as he's affectionately called throughout the Discord. Now, my man has come out with his own virtual store. So make sure you drop by here. The link is going to be up here and it's also going to be in the description. Holiday time's coming up with the weather being as unpredictable as it's been lately. If you need something to keep your drinks cold, you got it. If you need something else to keep your drinks warm, you got that too. So make sure you drop by his store, check out his merchandise, and buy something. Support the channel, support the homie. Just so you know, the store is under construction. So coming really soon in the near future, we're going to have more merchandise, more selection. Whatever you guys want, listen, let us know what kind of designs tickle your fancy. Because B-Squared is out to satisfy the customer. We got it. I love it. Good. That is great. I can't wait till... The website is fully operational. Kudos to you, Brandon. Indeed, indeed, indeed. That's great. Where was it at? Living big with Big Red. Big Red said Chinwu and, and Roxanne been gone for a while. You right. You right. They always seem to show up at the same time. And they also disappear at the same time. Hmm. <laughs> what an observation. But okay. Listen, I'm, I'm trying to get that bag, bro. Like, I'm trying to trying to do this youtube thing full-time you know what i mean i'm trying to get into the realm of where i'm constantly putting out content trying to satisfy the customer so to speak and, and give y'all things that you need so you know if you like the yolanda b special for thursdays i mean let me know like this is the one day of the week that we don't we, the LBHT crew, like we don't have lockdown. We have every other day of the week lockdown other than Thursdays. So let me know if you if you want uh, Yolanda to be special on Thursdays, and especially with the season coming up. Listen, we have uh, the rookies coming in. I don't think they're coming in tomorrow. Well, I haven't heard yet. Either they're coming in tomorrow over the weekend or they're coming in, what is it, the 13th through the 15th? One of those two. You know, she can report on all of these things. She can. Um, she can. The instant classic wrestling pod. What's going on? Thank you for dropping by and hanging out with us for a little while. I mean, yeah. I mean, you listen. If it's one thing that rings true in my head, it is the fact that I always hear you say you got to give the people what they want. That is true. You on your channel, on your channel, you absolutely have to give your viewers what they want on your channel. You got to give you no that that first of all it should go for everyone should not just go for me but oh we got a special it's back like he didn't tell me but it's back so also with brandon bazo's store if you use the code hendo you can get 15 percent off of your purchases oh that's great yeah use the code hendo 15 percent off yes yes indeed and the link for his store will be down in the description so make sure y'all check it out like i said 
It's under construction. So if there's a design or something special that you want, we'll make it. We'll find a way because the customer is always right. That's right. And being that you are hosting the show and I'm the customer. <laughs> you got the jokes today. You started with OA and now you've transitioned into this. So and the what? You're quite the comedian. <laughs> the legend was going on. What I'm not a comedian. I try, I try, listen, I I, I try to be entertaining. You're because right. personally, I don't know if I'm entertaining. And I'll tell you this: the one thing that I think that I'm not gonna say bothers me, but the one thing that that sticks in my craw is when I'm editing videos. Mm -hmm. And when you edit videos and you have to hear your own voice, yeah, it's not a good thing. So I'm sitting there editing, watching it, doing little things with the video, and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, "You are not entertaining." I look at myself and I just like, "Why? Why would you say that? You're very entertaining." It's me. I've been with me for the last for the 21 years of my life. Oh, I thought it was 37 this week. Oh gosh, 21. Wow, I was off. Right. My whole 21 years on this earth, I've been with me, so I don't think that I'm entertaining. People tell me I'm funny. I'm like this. Where? But apparently, hey. And also, Engraving Viz says, ha Don't be a sour oh, person. It's all love. I know, but I, 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 um, no, I'm not going to be right. Well, you know, I guess I am still Raven. I am still a Raven because for a while I was worried. I thought it was going to be myself going into like the Colts or Patriots or the 49ers for a while. Right. We put all that to rest today. Today ended all of that. Right. Uh, Graven said, if I weren't, if I were not entertaining, then I wouldn't have almost 2,000 subs. Exactly. 20 movie theaters fill. I mean, it's quite possible, but you know, they could be tuning in for her, the people that I have with me. I mean, I mean, but I listen, I appreciate it. And listen, we are on the road to 2000. I think we're at 17 something or something. So we which, have less than 300. Which leads me to my next point. If you are new here, welcome. We're glad you are here. Please take a minute, stop by, hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Don't stop there. Hit the notification bell so that you're notified every time fire content is produced on this channel. And as of late, Hendo has just been releasing video after video. It's been great. You know, he's keeping us up to date, up to speed on all things Ravens. It's really been good. So make sure you check out all of the um, previous videos that he's released over the last few days. Leave a comment. Let us know or let Hendo know what your thoughts are. Share your thoughts with us. We'd love to hear it. Right. He said I should do Baltimore slang. And actually, I listen, I did it in my last video. I, I asked him to, you know, to speak Baltimore like slang. If you don't know D3, I'm not from the area. So I don't think I have, I don't think I could, I don't think I can pass for a Baltimore accent. I don't think I have it. Say two. No, I'm not going to embarrass myself. Two. I'm, I, <laughs> I heard that on one of your previous videos. That was what I did. That's because that's because um last year Slutty Vegan. Yeah. They came they came to Baltimore. She's from Baltimore, but she we don't have a store here yet. I digress. But she came to Baltimore and they had the food truck, they had the truck here doing, you know, uh making the sales. So went up, saw the young lady, and she was like, Yeah, hey, what do you want? I was like, Okay, give me two of uh, whatever. I think it was uh the menage a trois. 
I think that was the burger that I wanted. I was like, give me two menage twice. She's like, how many? I was like, two. She was like, how many? And I'm looking around like, lady, I want two burgers. Two. And then she just bust out laughing. And she was like, how many burgers do you want? I'm like, ma'am, I want two burgers. She was like, say it right. I'm, and I'm, I'm lost. Like, I'm really lost. I'm like, Yo, what is wrong with this chick? She was like, don't you mean two? I was like, oh, get out of here. <laughs> get out of here, lady. Down by the water. The zinc. Uh, I put my dishes in the zinc. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think I can pass for it, but um, I'll, I'll work on it. So yeah, Baltimore slang V V three. That was a good good suggestion. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> eh, I don't know, but I mean, I just I just at least hope that I am entertaining you all. Um, I hope you do appreciate the content because we have bigger and better things planned for the future. Like twenty twenty three is just the beginning. You know, it's just a start of what we have going on in 2024. We coming out like gangbusters. I'm not going to tell you all the plans that we have, but we got some things going on. So speaking of, if you wish to be a part of these plans, sign up for the patron. Sign up to be a patron. You can come in, have conversations with us, keep these discussions going because we have um, StreamYard meetups after the live streams. You get into the Discord. You can talk with LBHT, Coach Evans, Brandon, LL, uh, Big Reg. We have conversations about everything. It's not just sports. It's about life. You can request videos. You can have patron request your streams on a case by case basis. Well, I have the I have the right to, I have the right to say yes or no. Show me that in the contract. Where, what, show me that? where. Show me where it says you can request a sh live stream. It says you can request videos. Say less. In forthcoming, say less. Okay, you got that one right. Uh, okay, I did. Yeah, you got that one right. So, okay, good. so once again, I also have a channel with Open Mike with OTL Mike. You can interact with him. I have a financial literacy channel where. We have a guy in there. He can teach you about financial literacy. He can also teach you how to get sales online, do webinars. He has so many things that he can teach you. So like I said, these discords aren't just for us hanging out and goofing around. Like it's a lot of things going on. If we have somebody that has a special event coming up, like we plan stuff for each other. Like when I say this is a family, this isn't just, oh, some people on uh, social media or YouTube just got together and now we have a common interest. Like we're building something here. So if you want to be a part of that, make sure you go over to patreon.com forward slash R-O-U-G. And if you want, you do a tester because you can always cancel. You can go in, do a month. Once you get into our Discord, you stay there. Even if you cancel it, we don't kick you out. So give it a try. Also, you can win a ring like this. Another perk is the Pick'em's League. If you know how to pick football, if you're a champ like me, you can win you this next year. Next year's ring is even better. Also, we have another fantasy football league, the Dynasty League. Oh, man. Oh, you can one of these. Oh, yes. The belt. You can put your picture here. You can put your picture here. Whatever picture you want, whatever logo you want. This is the Fantasy Football League. This is the Pick'em's League. So make sure you go over there. Coach Evans, he has a Fantasy Football League that he's doing as well. LBHT has their league. I got that championship too. So, you know. If you think you can beat me, give it a try. I'm, give, I'm, oh. so, I'm so glad you're humble in your winnings. See, the, and, and the only reason that I'm like this is because of Brodney. Brodney is the only reason. Like, uh. never in my life 
have, I had an arch nemesis. And Brodney is that guy. He hates for me to win. Like Brodney makes moves like this. And a lot of people ask, well, you know, why do you have a little bit of experience with making moves and doing things? You should see how we operate these drafts, especially in this dynasty league. You would think that we are real GMs in here with the way that we do the picks and the way that when we trade them, how we give them values. Listen, it's real serious stuff. But if you want to just uh, sign up, my fantasy league, Mister J, I need one more. Per it's one more. It's one more space open for the for the dynasty league. If other people sign up, we'll start another league. But the draft is coming. Draft was supposed to have been the other week, but we didn't get that that last member. So I'm gonna make the draft closer to training camp, so everybody knows who's gonna be on the team, <laughs> so we don't have a bunch of strays running around. So I think I made the draft in July, July or August. So it gives time for everybody to uh, get their stuff together or if anybody wants to join last minute. So, you know, appreciate you if y'all actually come over there and do that. So next up, uh, something that Yolanda knows nothing about. I do. Wait, I know about basketball. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm not talking about basketball. I'm talking about winners. The Orlando Magic have not won anything. Anything. So that's tonight. Team, whether that's still my team, whether we have won or whether we have not, I still love the Magic. That's my team. I'm going to just stay with them. One day, eventually, they are going to win. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But speaking of winning, is your team going to win tonight? The Warriors? Most definitely. Everybody knows they're going to win game two. Listen, I think that Steve Kerr is actually going to sit Jordan Poole in the important minutes of the game, and we're going to win. Jordan Poole, if you all do not know, if you don't follow basketball, you don't know the Golden State Warriors, Jordan Poole's been paid off, or at least the mafia is threatening his family. Something. Like, yeah. I mean, yes. Did you not see that one game against the, in the last series? I've, I mean, I've Sacramento. not all the games like that, but I mean, I catch, like, on social media, I hear how bad he, he was doing, and I, I've seen, yeah. like... It was yeah. one time he was just crawling on the ground, pretending like he was swiping at the ball. Like, you can tell he's he's throwing it. I know I know the mob or something has his family guarded up somewhere, and was like, yo, if you don't do something about this, we're going to handle some things. And he's been playing, like, garbage. Straight garbage. Clay Thompson ain't doing no better. He can't listen. Clay Clay Thompson cannot do that for a third game in a row. I'm sorry, he can't play like that for a third game in a row. So Steph gonna be Steph. Listen, the chef gonna cook. My league MVP is gonna do his thing, and the Warriors are gonna win by 15. What's going on, Will G? Appreciate you, my guy, for dropping by. He said, okay. "What's up, Endo? Yolanda, my man Lamar took it back to East 1999. Rugged <laughs> bone days. Facts." Facts. Listen, Mr. J, ain't nobody saying they cheating. I mean, y'all did get away with a lot of slapping a, uh, on the head and, and hitting the arm. Like, y'all got away with a lot of stuff. That uh, free throw discrepancy was pretty awful, but still, the Warriors lost on their own accord. They're the reason that they lost. I'm not putting that on the refs or anything like that. We lost because we lost. But tonight is going to be a different thing because, as you know, if you watch the Faker, I mean, the Lakers, excuse me, Anthony Davis does not have back to back good games. Anthony Davis used up all his good game, game one. 
now we're about to see bad Anthony Davis. And I'm really surprised because Kevon Looney was giving him that work. I said I said Looney couldn't get 20 rebounds against him. He did it. Okay, but I have a question. Did you think that the Lakers were going to win game one in Golden State prior to, obviously, the outcome of the game? If somebody were to have asked you two days ago who's winning game one, what would your response have been? My response was, as it is, the Warriors are going to win game one. Okay. So then I have no confidence in your answer just now when I asked you who's winning game two. Oh, the Warriors are going to win because clearly you would have been you were wrong about game one or you would have been wrong about game one if you were asked that. Shout out to Reg. He said, listen, my magic will be okay and the Warriors are losing tonight. Big Reg, this may Big Reg, all... you're a magic fan too? You just, well, you just travel way far away from home. But listen, yes, your magic, listen, your magic will be okay, 100%. Listen, if you all do not know, when you are, when you don't make the playoffs, there's no way you can lose. So everybody that didn't make the playoffs, you are all winners in my book. Okay. Well, keep talking and don't have the Warriors sitting down alongside of us in a few more games. I'm just saying, you know, there's still games to be played, games to be won games to be lost so just saying so anybody out there in the chat or yolanda yourself do you know the similarities between myself and the warriors no but i'm sure you'd like to share it with us yes i will we are both defending champions we both got them rings you want to show us the ring again and the belt i'm just kidding i'm kidding please i'm, I'm kidding we be, listen, you can say what you want. We're defending champions. So let me go back into my extensive National Basketball League knowledge. And let me tell you which year the Orlando Magic won an NBA championship. Okay. <laughs> I never Here's the difference between, here's the difference between the and Hendo. Hendo comes out with, well, the Warriors are going to take game one. Oh, the Warriors are winning game two. I mean, I'm not saying they will they won't. I never once said that the Magic are like, you know, we are defending champions or we've won championships in years past and we're trying to get back to that place where we're, I never said that. I just said that that's my team. 100%. Right. Um, uh, 100%. I'm glad y'all noticed that. We can name the, ch or not we, but you can name the channel, you know, welcome to Humble Hendo's Corner. We can. Yes. Will G, you are factually correct. You got to go through the champs moment. Like, listen, I listen. Uh, take nothing away from LeBron James. Take nothing away from year 20. He's doing his thing. But the Lakers won in spite of LeBron James. I'm just saying. You know what I mean? Steph Curry is still defending champion until someone sits him down. And being down 0 1, we're not concerned. We went against the high-flying, league-leading scoring team in the Sacramento Kings. And we went down 0-2. And everybody said, the Warriors are about to get swept. The Warriors are about to lose. This is it. They're done. They're going to break up this iteration of the Golden State Warriors. And they're going to be a completely new team. And then what happened? We had 50 points, Steph. Game 7. I am not a Warriors fan, but... I will absolutely stand behind Steph Curry. I think he is one of the greatest players, if not the greatest, but definitely among top five of 
greatest NBA players of all time. He's just, he's incredible. I really like Steph. Okay. All right. He really but likes it. Alone, but he can't do it alone. This he is fact. He cannot do it. He, he he might be able to do it alone a game or two, putting the entire team on his back a game or two. But this is a series. This is a, you know, this is a marathon here. It's, it's, you know. So see, when you have pool. But see, that's the thing. They may only need him to go nuclear one game and then they may catch up. Because once it becomes one, one series, Anything is possible. And I just think the longer the series goes on, the more that it favors the Golden State Warriors because they, even though they are one of the older teams themselves, they're used to running. You could see in the series against the Grizzlies, LeBron James was slowing down. Like you could see him physically. I've never seen LeBron get tired in my life. And I saw LeBron get tired and walk and do some things that he wasn't used to doing. So the longer the series goes on, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And, and also I called Steph last night and was like, listen, I won't be able to stand listening to Mr. J. Brodney and Suge run their mouths if you lose. I will not be in a Discord getting bashed on a daily basis, morning, noon, and night. I will not do it. I will not put up with it. I will mute them all. What exactly did um, Steph say in response to your to your commentary? He just winked. He just winked over the phone. I heard it. Then he said, gotcha. Said, you're 21. You. You're 21 years old. Facts. You talked to Steph Curry last night. Or Facts. He winked over the phone. I just I need a notebook so I can write some stuff down here. But let me put you onto this game, y'all. <laughs> uh, all right. So let's get ready to start wrapping this stuff up. So we now enter sudden death, which is the period of time where you, the host co-host slash can discuss anything that you want and anybody in the chat any topics that you want us to discuss we shall discuss until we feel like we don't want to anymore it's that simple uh, all right go because y'all know i got a quick draw and if you don't say something i will log off like that five four three two one i guess not i see a couple comments oh What is that? Mind domo? What is does that mean? mean? I don't I don't know. Yolanda program named what does that mean? Well gee, I don't know. I've never heard of it. Tell me what it means. Do yeah, you know? I don't know what that no, I don't know what that is. Okay. Lunch break hot take, what's going on, fam? How you feeling? Make sure that if you have not subscribed, make sure you check these guys out. If you think I do some okay work. Check my guys out. Excellent, excellent work. They do. They talk about the Panthers. They talk about the Ravens, UFC. They also have a boxing channel. Make sure you check them out. Fire. Those are my guys. Hi, uh, Hi Brian. Brandon Bazell said, is hanging with Hendo back this Saturday? That's a novel. That is a great question. I am so glad you asked, Brandon. Hendo? Huh? Um... What's today? Thursday? Today is. That is to be announced. Now, now, okay, now. <clears throat> How about this? How about this? How about this? How about this? Check me out. Check me. Wait, wait. How about this? What if, per se, 
just theoretical, just, you know, just bouncing some ideas back and forth. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Just a reminder, once again, um, just, just bouncing, bouncing some stuff back and forth off you. Um, how about this? How about if we were not to do Hanging with Hendo, we still do another live stream of some kind in its place. Because once again, I mean, I, did, I don't mind doing a hang with Hendo. It's just the format was starting to get stale. You know what I'm saying? And um, excuse me, uh, people were starting to ask the same questions over and over again. And, you know, I don't want to get stale. I want to give people something that's interesting, fun to watch, just something to keep them engaged. You know, so I mean, what about I'm talking to you? Don't smile. Like <laughs> it was Brandon's question, so you have to respond to Brandon. I, I mean, I'm asking, I'm asking anybody. I'm asking okay. anybody. Uh, well, you said it's a mind mapping note software for quick draw notes and facts, but good to design plans, goals, etc. She don't okay. know. Come on, man, don't sell me out like that. Wait, put Wilji's comment back up. I, I'll see it later. That's fine. Thank you, Wilji. That's very kind of you. Going back to your question, Hendo. Um, I I'm a you know I'm a pretty good negotiator. So one of the first rule of negotiation: you never accept the first offer. It's just a jumping off point to start negotiation. So I'll counter your offer, Hendo, with how about we resume or you resume hanging with Hendo until you until such time as you find a suitable replacement so you start hanging with hendo up this saturday in the meantime you work on creating an alternative to hanging with hendo and then once you have developed your plan your blueprint this is what we're going to do then hanging with hendo can stop and then that following Saturday or that next Saturday, whatever you implement, she'll take its place. You ever see the movie Five Guys? I don't watch movies. No. Okay. Well, it was a point in the movie where the guy was like, I like how you do business. <laughs> he said it like that? He's just like that. Just like that. Okay. Just like that. It's pretty much like I just played the movie. So, yes, that is that is an, that is awesome. But I'm going to have to counter with, how about we just do nothing now until I figure out what I'm going to do? Oh, no. Um, no, I got to ask this question. I'm sorry. Malik B said, what's the Baltimore nightlife, nightlife like? Um, it depends on what you like to do, where you like to go. Um, mm -hmm. I know for a lot of people out of town, they like to confine Baltimore to a certain space. But Woodlawn, Owens Mills. Randallstown, a lot of different places of Baltimore. Let's hear what they say. They just call it different things as Baltimore. So it depends on what you want to do. Um, it depends on your likes, your dislikes. But the one way to I would describe Baltimore nightlife, it would probably be dangerous. Dangerous. Man, that's the only way, you know, you just never know when something's gonna pop off in anywhere. But if you like adventure, if you if you like Listen, I can get a little bit of anything here or there. Surprise me tonight. Go to Fells Point. Fells Point. And I'd have to tell you these stories offline. But go to Fells Point. I mean, it's, it's a bunch of different spots. But yes, danger lurks everywhere, Will G. But this Baltimore stuff is Which, on another level. 
Would you mind just after we read Brandon's comment, would you mind putting up Big Reg's last comment? Did you talk about this comment here where he says, no hang with Hendo, I'll do a live stream? Bam. No, living, problem, living. problem solved. I said Big Red, living big with Big Reg's comment. After you read, uh, we read Brandon's, would you mind displaying living big with Big Reg? Well, first of all, Reg lives in the land of the clouds. Okay, but I, I just asked if you could please display it. Yeah. Air's a little thinner up there. You don't, you know, lack of oxygen, lack of oxygen to the brain affects people mightily. Like it's, you know, it's, he's not thinking correctly. Would you kindly display his comment? He said, he said, Yeah. He said he likes your idea better. But you don't see what he says in the Discord, though. Can you say it one more time for the people in the back? You don't see what he says in the Discord. His comment. No, we don't repeat ourselves here. You just did. We don't repeat you ourselves here. We just repeated what you wanted to. <laughs> we don't repeat ourselves here. Says the guy who just repeated himself. We here. do not repeat ourselves. And here. he keeps repeating that. Okay. I mean, I would love to come to California. Like that is the furthest, the furthest west I've been oh, is Minnesota. Minnesota. Sounds yep. like a plan. We should we should set that up and um do like a live stream. We we're sharing. Sharon, yeah, we're if you're here. How you doing? If you happen to watch this on the replay, listen, need to think about having a trip out to the West Coast and do a, an in-person live stream. What do you guys think about that? An in-person live stream? That's going to be at the meet and greet. Okay. I'm going to do a live stream at the meet and greet. Okay. And show everybody what they're missing because tickets are limited. They're very limited. So make sure you get yours before they are actually sold out. Listen, I might even have a surprise. Like, I'm planning on a surprise for certain people. For certain people. I might do more. It depends on, you know what I'm saying, how many people show up. But I got something special that, that y'all are going to like. And y'all are going to be like, oh, I didn't even know. And I'm going to be like, yeah. Yeah. So, what, did big, what did Big Red say? What, what did he say? Right here, if you can read. What did he say? Big Reg said, I say, and you know, I'm summarizing. Oh, here it is. In the Discord, I say how much I love hanging with Hendo. You want me to say it again? For the I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. So, we um, ourselves around here, right? That's right, Will G. Will G already got his ticket. Be awesome like Will G. Um, Sharon, Sharon told me she's actually at the Warriors game. That's why she's not here. Okay. She just put she just put it in the private chat right there on the side. Okay, Sharon. Well, have fun. Enjoy your time at the game. I'm lying. I don't know where Sharon's at. I'm just. I figured so, but I thought it was the nice thing to do, just in case you were telling the truth. I didn't believe it, but. Wow. <laughs> wow. See, listen. We got all kind of things going on over in our Discord, and like I said, you sign up for the Discord. It's not just my Discord. It's my Discord. You have LBHT's Discord. You have coaches Discord. Like we all just, we're all just intertwined. I think might need to go into the Discord a bit more. You do, you do, and we have stipulations put into the Discord to watch the language because we have ladies in there. Yes, please. Thank you. Yeah, like well, listen, we're respectful for everybody. Like I said, it's a family. 
we make sure everybody feels comfortable there. It's just not just for us just to do whatever. You know what I'm saying? So, all right. Last thing is, um, have you what? Have you heard about um, who had the, who do you think had the best draft? I don't know. I really didn't keep up with the draft. I was, and to be honest, I was really more focused on. Please tell me that Lamar's not going to get traded tonight. As I was watching the, you know, day one of the draft, like, please tell me we're not trading him. They had already they had already announced that he was signing by then. Did they? Yeah, it's a great yeah, but, right? But but he hadn't signed, and in my mind, in, in my world, unless it is on paper, we have a verbal contract which holds nothing. It doesn't hold its weight. In, in a court of law. So to me, today was the day where he signed his contract and where it became official. Before it was like, yeah, I think he's going to do it. Sure. But hey, sorry, this is a business. Things change. They off- they made us an offer for Lamar that we just can't pass or, or we can't refuse. So I didn't, I didn't really keep up with it. So I'm not sure who had the best draft. I heard Pittsburgh had a pretty good draft. That's where I was going with this. A lot um, of the consensus was Pittsburgh had an outstanding draft. That's what I heard. So that's why we had to resign Lamar. Because listen, Pittsburgh just doesn't have losing seasons and they and they're starting to shore up positions of deficiency. Like they drafted two offensive linemen, they drafted two cornerbacks, one being Joey Porter Jr. Like they got some pieces to actually contend for the AFC North title. And yeah. then we still have Cincinnati who upgraded their team. So you know, we got some work ahead of us, but now we got to sign Lamar. We got a fingers crossed, Odo, healthy Odell Beckham Jr. Fingers crossed, healthy Rashad Bateman. Like, I think this season, more than any one before it, I think this is going to be an exciting season for the AFC North. I think there's going to be a lot of competition, a lot of good games to be played. Um, are you are you ready to crown the Ravens AFC North champions? No. We have too many... In my mind, we still have too many holes to fill. Um, there are too many question marks remaining for me. So I'm not ready. Right now, I think we're a strong number two. Maybe number three. I mean, I, I still think that the Bengals are, are the team to beat. We, okay. need to come, we need to come in and beat them. That's that's kind of my, you know, I'm, I'm measuring it based on last season. Okay. So the team for us to beat. Is the Bengals? I mean, I had, I did say, you know, to be the champ, you got to beat the champ, and you got to beat them. So to, you know, it, and everybody, to eat, you know, you can let us know in the chat. But to me, until we come in and are able to beat the Bengals twice in one season, don't give me that almost. We're going to play them twice um, in the regular season. We're going to play them twice. And then we'll face them again in the playoffs unless we're able to beat them. Then, no, I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't think so. Because the Bengals had a lot of injuries to their offensive line with Alex Kappa, uh, Karras, yeah. uh, Lyle Collins. He got hurt early, and I think that was one of the, one of their big issues with the offensive line. They actually drafted, and I think they got somebody in free agency as reinforcements. So that helps them out. Then they have addition by subtraction because I think they let Eli Apple go. And let's not let us not forget Eli Apple's the one that let Demarcus Robinson look like a Pro Bowl wide receiver. 
now they don't have that guy back there giving up touchdowns and completion. So that's addition by subtraction in itself. Um, I, but you know what? I think people are actually sleeping on Cleveland. I'm not sleeping on any of these teams. I don't care how you know lackluster they were last season. People, you know, coaches realize what they need. And for the coaches that pay attention and their GMs that address the needs, then I'm not going to sleep on any team. So no, I don't I don't have us right now, I don't have us as number one. I'd like it to be that way, but they're gonna have to demonstrate. I don't know how good the chemistry will be between Lamar and these new wide receivers. Mm-hmm. I don't know how well. You know, it's going to take some time. It's not going to happen week one. It might happen week four, week five. And what happens if in week two or week three we play the Bengals? We might not be ready in terms of our, um, the way, you know, our cohesiveness. We might not be there. We, we might not be ready to beat them yet. So. Okay, so you're a realist. I like that. I like that. Um, so I guess, you know what? You know what I'm going to do? Since you're you are a realist, and you just don't drink the purple Kool-Aid. What I'm going to do is coming up in the next few weeks, if you would like to participate, I am going to take you and possibly two other patrons. And we're going to do an AFC North roundup where we pick the teams, dissect them, and give our predictions for the season. Does that sound okay with you? It does. It does. Okay. So you and two patrons. I may even let you pick the two patrons. How about this? How about I pick one and you pick one? Fair enough. Fair enough. Yes, we can live in legend. We can beat the we can beat the Bengals. I mean, it's no question we can. But just as far as and like somebody said, we have a lot of what ifs. What if Odell can't stay healthy all season? What if Rashad Bateman goes down again? And I will even be the one to say it. What if the Ojabo Oway combo isn't living up to what we hope it will be? Wait, but I'm being, um, I, you just call me a realist, right? So, oh, no, I had some of my. Just like Sharon was messaging you on private and saying she was in the game. Anyway, so. That I think is uh, that that's to be that's to be determined. I'm going to put a TBD next to that. To be determined. I'd like to believe you live in legend. I really would, and that would make my day. We beat them. We did. We beat them once, and we played them thrice. Oh. By my math, and I'm no mathematician, that means we failed, and, and we right. didn't win when it counted the most. Thanks. And which is right. the playoff. That's right, big so, they, they added Charlie Jones. So, I mean, we've got to become the team that recognizes that the moment is in front of us, and we've got to prepare. That was one That was one gripe I had last season. And the Ravens season. just looked underprepared going into games, game after game after game. And I'm like, did you guys even study film? And who was in charge of all that? That'd be Coach Harbaugh. I didn't say he was great. I never said that. But my point is, um, oh, no, Brandon, no two-hour stream. I'm glad you said it. Thank you. Okay. Yep. Yes. Oh, it's almost time for the game. Nah, man, yep. we ain't knowing that. 
Okay. Well, thanks everybody for your time. Thanks for hanging with us. We appreciate it. Make sure you hit the like, subscribe, comment, share, do all that fun stuff. We'll see you next time. It's like that? No, I'm just joking. I was just about to hit the button. No, I just want to. You said that I was about to hit the button. <laughs> I told you, you, I'm the co-host today, so you know, you do your thing. No, but seriously, thank you all so much. It has been an hour and fifty minutes almost. <sighs> we appreciate your time. We appreciate you just hanging out with us and Indeed. sharing your thoughts. It's always fun to to hear what you think and and what you guys have to say because you guys are very, you guys are a creative intelligent and spirited bunch and so i always have fun when i'm interacting with you all you all are very respectful you're very nice so it's always fun for me me as well i appreciate you hanging out with us tonight on this surprise stream like it was just like i was sitting there doing nothing and it was just like hey streams coming up poof get the people what they want got to give the people so if you would like to end the show for us, host. Oh, yes. What is it that you say? <laughs> I need to write it down. It's always, always think for yourself and um, do not give in to conformity. Formulate your own opinions and do important things. Okay, that's, a, that's an extra one. Okay. But that was the last one, right? Do important things. Be important as you do important things. What is it called? Be important. What? You guys know where I'm going with this. Take care. It was so good to hang out with you. No, no, we no, got no. for five years. Let's no, 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 no. We're not going to be satisfied until you get this right. It's only it's, you got the you got the other three parts, but you're going to forget the most important one. Be important. Continue to be important because you are very no. important. Always no. remember that. Be yourself. Okay, you guys. Always remember to be somebody important. Be somebody important. Be yourself. And we out.